Welcome to our pre-Pesach share. This one is sponsored by Cecile and Ed Gromis, in memory of Cecile's father, Irving Zilberspitz, Yitzchak ben Avram, Abba, Zichrein Levrocha, whose Yahzeit on the 5th of Nisan. May his neshama have an aliyah. We should all be zeichet si trias hameisim. We're going to be talking about an interesting topic. We're going to be talking about Hallel over Pesach. I know that you think automatically when somebody gives a shir before Pesach, they're either going to talk about Chometz or they're going to talk about the Haggadah. But I'm not going to talk about either. I'm going to talk about something which is often obscured and marginalized, but it's a very important topic because Pesach has a very unusual um, aspect to it, which is we say the whole of Hallel on the first day, or if you're in Chutzla or it's outside of Eretz Yisrael, you say it twice on the first day and the second day. But for the remainder of Pesach, you say what we refer to as half Hallel. It's not really half Hallel. Just two of the chapters of Tehillim that are included in Hallel are cut in half. And we don't say the whole of those chapters. So it's a reduced Hallel. I'm going to begin with a Gemara in Erechin. Erechin Daf Yud. It's Omid Aleph and it goes on to Omid Beis. I'm going to read it to you, translate it for you. And you'll see that the entire concept, the phenomenon of Hallel is discussed. Om Rabbi Yochan Mishum, Rabbi Shimon ben Yehoi Tzadok, Rabbi Yochanan said, in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yehoi Tzadok, Shmoin Asa Yomim, Shayochid Gomer Bahen Esahalel. There are 18 days of the Jewish calendar year, that's if you live in Eretz Yisrael, when a person has to say the whole of Hallel, all the parts of Hallel, no exclusions. Shmoni Mehachag, eight days of what we refer to as Sukkot, Shmini Atzeres. Sukkot is seven days, Shmini Atzeres is the eighth day, and it's known as Chag, that's the happiest festival of the Jewish calendar year, all eight days you say full Hallel. Shmoni Mei eight days of Chanukah, you say the whole of Hallel. Yom Tov Rishon Shal Pesach, the first day of Yom Tov of Pesach, the Yom Tov Shal Atzeres, and then Shavuos as well, that's one day if you live in Eretz Yisrael. If you count that up, it's eight and eight at sixteen, one and one is, uh, is two, two plus sixteen is eighteen days that you're saying all of Hallel. And if you're living in Chutzlaretz, then you're going to say the whole of Hallel, 21 days of the Jewish calendar year. Tishrei Yemei Achag, so the day of, uh, the extra day that we call Simchas Torah at the end of Sukkot is a day that you say the whole of Hallel. Ushmoina Yemei Chanukah, again, eight days of Chanukah. Shnei Yomim Tovim Shal Pesach, first two Yom Tov days of Pesach. Mushnei Yomim Tovim Shal Atzeres, and two days of Shavuos. That adds up to 21. So that's the Halacha. That's what uh, Chazal have set out for us to do, that we must say Halal on all of these days, 18 in, in Eretz Yisrael and 21 if you live in Chutzlaretz. Okay, now the, the Gemara does what it does so well. It kicks the tires and it really tries to explore every avenue of why it is that we say Halal and why there are exclusions um, uh, as far as Halal is concerned in terms of saying the whole of Halal. Okay. By the way, there are other days that we say Hallel and other days that we don't say Hallel. For example, as you're going to see in the Gemara, Purim, we don't say Hallel. It's not included in the Hallel, um, in the Hallel um, duty. You're not, there's no obligation to say Hallel on Purim. On Rosh Chodesh, we do say Hallel, but we miss out those two sections, the two halves of two chapters of Tehillim that are included. So we just say a reduced Hallel on Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, we don't say Halal at all. So you're going to see the Gemara is going to address all of these anomalies in the Halal obligation. And that's what we're going to look at now. 
Why is it that on Chag, on Sukkot, we say every single day Hallel? But when it comes to Pesach, we don't say every day of Pesach, we say Hallel, the whole of Hallel. We do say a reduced Hallel for the remainder of Pesach, but the, only the first day do we have to say the whole of Hallel. Why is that the case? The Chag Chalukim Bekorban because the Chag of Sukkot, Sukkot every single day is a different type of carbon that's brought. And more or less of the different aspects of the carbon that's brought on Pesach, on Sukkot, and therefore each day stands alone, and therefore each day you say the whole of Halal. The Pesach, ain't Chalukim the same, but on Pesach you bring exactly the same carbon every day, and therefore you only say Halal on the first day that that carbon, which is not unique to that particular day, but uh, covers the whole of Pesach in terms of its obligation, therefore you only say Halal the first time you do it, you don't have to say Halal every day afterwards, uh, that where the, the carbon is exactly the same. That's the answer of the Gemara. Shabbos de Chalukah And what about Shabbos, where it's different, a different carbon is brought on Shabbos than will be brought during the week, and then Yom Tif, we have it has its own carbon. Therefore, surely we should say Halel on Shabbos, and we know we don't say Halel on Shabbos. Says, um, says the Gemara, It's not referred to as a festival. So you see, so far, two conditions. There has to be something unique to that particular day, and it has to be called a moyed. That's the Gemara is defining the obligation of having to uh, of having to say halal, the whole of halal. But we know that Rishchodesh is referred to as a moyed, and therefore, surely we should say uh, um, the whole of halal on Rishchodesh as well. Answers the Gemara ikdish that. Um, Rosh Chodesh is a weekday, essentially, even though it's referred to as a Moed. There is no prohibition with regard to Malochas, to the work that you can do on Rosh Chodesh. It's treated the same as any weekday. And therefore, so we see another condition that it has to be a Moed, and there has to be restrictions in terms of what you can do on that day, like there is on Shabbos and Yom Tov. Continues the Gemara. Rosh Hashanah ve Yom Kippurim. Okay, we discussed that already. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, Ikri Moed. They are referred to as Moed. Ve Iktush Basias Malocha. And we know that you're not you're prohibited from doing uh, the work as one would be on Yom Tov. And in fact, Yom Kippur is more stringent um, than an ordinary Yom Tov. You're not allowed to do work. Surely you should say Halal. Lema. Why don't we say Halal on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur? Mishum de Rabbi Avohu says the Gemara we have the following statement from Rabbi Avohu that explains why Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are excluded from the obligation of having to say the whole of Halal. The Amr Rabbi Avohu. The angels say to God, God, Why aren't the Jewish people singing for you on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur like they do on other festivals? They're not saying Halal at all. How is that possible? By the way, they're not even saying half Halal. We don't even say half of Halal on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. It's a Moed. And there's no malochas. Why aren't we saying halal? Why aren't we singing shira? Says God. Is it possible for the king to be sitting on the seat of justice? And the books of who's going to live and who's going to die are open in front of him. He's making decisions, life and death decisions on these days. And that's an appropriate time for people to sing and dance. How is that even possible? Shira here referring to Hallel, it's not possible for them to say Hallel on days which are so austere, which are so serious. That's not an appropriate moment 
for them to be saying whole of Hallel or even part of Hallel. Continues the Gemara. Oh, how about Hanukkah? Huh? The Gemara, Gemara thinks that it's stumped itself because Hanukkah is not referred to as a Mayad. Of course it isn't. It, it doesn't appear in the Torah. It can't be referred to as a Mayad. And there is no restriction on the Malachas that you have uh, on Hanukkah, except, of course, on Shabbos Hanukkah. But Hanukkah as a whole is not considered a Yom Tov where you can't do certain things. And therefore, surely we shouldn't have to say Hallel on Hanukkah. Never mind all of Hallel. You shouldn't say Hallel at all. Says the Gemara, Mishum Nissa. Ah, we have another condition now. There is a condition which triggers an obligation for Hallel. What is that condition? The condition is, if there was an open miracle, a miracle that, um, that is clear for all to see, that should uh, be a sufficient reason to prompt one to say Hallel, to trigger the necessity for Hallel. Ah, asks the Gemara, fantastic question. We mentioned it before. What about Purim? Purim, the Ikanisalema, surely Purim, there was a miracle, and uh, one should say Hallel on Purim. Omar Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak has a good answer. He says, Lefisha ain Oimrim Shira al Neisha Oretz. He says, There's a condition to the Nase, um, to the Nase trigger. The condition is it has to have taken place in the land of Israel. If it takes place in Eretz Yisrael, then that triggers Hallel. But if it took place outside of Eretz Yisrael, in Chutz Oretz, in the diaspora, then even if it's a great, great nace, like the one that took place on Purim, it doesn't trigger Hallel because it didn't take place in Eretz Yisrael. Maskiv Lor Nachum Ba Yitzchak. Ah, the Gemara asks a good question now. The Gemara says, Rab Nachum Ba Yitzchak has a question on what Rabbi Yitzchak said. Ba'arei Yitzias Mitzrayim, the nace Shebechutz L'Oretzu, Va'amrin on Hallel. Surely Yitzias Mitzrayim, Leaving Egypt, the redemption, the liberation, the exodus from Egypt. That took place in somewhere that is geographically not in Eretz Yisrael. So how does it trigger the need to say Hallel? How is it possible that we say Hallel on Pesach? Kedetanya. So we have a useful b'risa that comes to the rescue. The b'risa said, until the Jewish people conquered the land of Israel, the conquest of the land of Israel only took place in the time of Yahushua, but until that time, anything that occurred that could be referred to as an open nace, that is something which would trigger Hallel for the Jewish people. There's only one occasion that that took place, and that was Yitzhak Mitzrayim, conveniently, but that's the case. And therefore, says um, uh, um, the Brisa in response to Rav Nachman Yitzchak's question on Rabbi Yitzchak, that your question isn't a question, your Tiyas Mitzrayim is included, because even though geographically the nace took place outside of Eretz Yisrael, nevertheless, um, it, at that particular moment in time, at that point in Jewish history, even Nisim that took place outside of Eretz Yisrael had the capability, the possibility of triggering the need for Hallel. But once we came to the land of Israel from that time on, even the greatest miracle that could happen to the Jewish people took place in another country. It could be the United States, Argentina, Australia or Finland. Makes no difference. You don't trigger Hallel because it didn't take place in Eretz Yisrael. So that's the Gomorrah in Erechin. And now we're going to look at this fascinating topic of Hallel and half Hallel and uh, the different um, aspects of it. Because what we see is that the Beis Yosef, Moran, the Beis Yosef, who is, of course, the author of the Shulchan Aruch, um, he wrote a parish on the Tur. 
So the Beis Yosef actually based his Shulchan Aruch on the Tur. The, uh, the, all the aspects of the way it's constructed, the Shulchan Aruch is based on an earlier halachic work called the Tur, which was written, of course, by the Balaturim. And um, the Beis Yosef is a giant commentary on the Tur, and he condensed it later on, based on his commentary, he condensed it into his own version of the Tur, which is called the Shulchan Aruch, which is split up in exactly the same way. And we have not only the Shulchan Aruch, but we have all the perushim on why he decided halacha in a particular way, uh, based on his commentary on the Tur. So in his commentary on the Tur, on Arachayim, and it's in Tof, uh, um, it's in Tof Tzadi, it says as follows, So when it comes to Pesach, all the days of Cholamoid and the uh, last days of Yom Tov of Pesach, one day if you're living in Eretz Yisrael, but outside of Eretz Yisrael it would be two. You say Hala, but you don't complete it. You miss out those two sections, which means you're saying a reduced version of Hala. And he, and he cites the Gemara that we've just learnt in Erechin. And he says that the reason there that's given is to do with Korbanus. He doesn't actually mention the fact that it's Korbanus, but he just says that there is a reason that's given um, which relates to why it is that on the last days of Pesach you don't say the whole of Halal. But he says there's another reason. And he quotes a medrash that says as follows, Do you know why it is that we don't complete the halal? We don't say the entire halal um, for the remainder of Pesach after the first day of Yom Tov. It's because the Mitzrayim drowned. They went into the Yamsuf and the Yamsuf collapsed on top of them and they all drowned. The entire Egyptian army was drowned and killed as a result of that great miracle. And there's a posuk which says, You must never rejoice at the downfall of your enemy. And how inappropriate would it be if we were singing and dancing because um, uh, at this particular moment in time when the Egyptians suffered this terrible defeat. So he gives another reason, which is not mentioned in the Gemara, but he cites a medrash. I'm assuming the medrash is based is, is a chazal. It's based on chazal. It's not brought in the Gemara, but there it is in Erechaim, Tov Tzadi, the Beis Yosef on the tour. You can look it up. Just wanted to tell you the pasuk in Mishlei. It's in Perak Chof Dalad pasuk Yudzain. Bin Foil Ayivchal Tismach Vikoshla Al Yogi Never be happy when somebody who who is hateful to you and who wants to cause you harm. That's what an Oyev is. An Oyev is an enemy that wants to cause you harm, not just someone you don't like, but someone who doesn't like you and is actively seeking to do you harm. And then they are vanquished. You must never rejoice. You mustn't rejoice at the downfall of your enemy. And that's the reason, because on the last day of Pesach was the day uh, that uh, the uh, Egyptians uh, were drowned in the Yamsuf, that is the day, well, the night before, it was, uh, uh, it was the night of the seventh day of Pesach that, they, that that happened to them. And if we would sing Hallel on that day, it would be inappropriate because it means we're rejoicing and celebrating at their downfall. And that stretches all the way back to the second day of Pesach, or the third day if you live in Chutzlaretz. In other words, if you don't say the whole of Hallel on the last day, you don't say it on Cholomoid either. That's what uh, the opinion is of the uh, the Beis Yosef on the tour. Mishnah Bura Praskins Lahalocha. 
So we look at the Mishnah and the Mishnah says that he, he actually cites this, but he, he brings a different Gemara, uh, a different Chazal. I'm going to read the Mishnah as it says it. The Mishnah says on this same Sif, he says, that you, you um, say a reduced version of Halel on the Cholomoid Pesach days and on the last day of Yom Tov. Okay, says the Mishabura, Oma Kodesh Baruchu, Maase Yodai, Toivin, my creations, these people that I created are drowning, they're dying. And you're going to say Shira in front of me? How is that appropriate? Now it sounds like, you see, if, if you don't know the context of this Chazal, it sounds like this is something that the Rabbani Shalom, that God is saying to the Jewish people. How inappropriate would it be for you to say Hallel on these days, or certainly on the last day of Pesach, because my creations are drowning. But actually, if you check the Gemara, you'll discover that that's not exactly what the Gemara says, that the Rabbani Shalom is not speaking to the Jewish people. He's speaking to Malachi Ashores, he's speaking to the angels. So the Mishabura adapts this statement as it were, this rhetorical question of Hashem, he, he repackages it to explain why it is that we don't say Hallel on the last days of Pesach, uh, starting on the second day in Eretz Yisrael and the third day in Chutzot But actually, if you look at the Gemara, it's something quite different. The Gemara is in Sanhedrin, Dafyud Ahmed Beis, uh, Megillah, Dafyud Ahmed Beis, or in Sanhedrin, Daf Lamed Tes Ahmed Beis. Take a look at the Gemara. So it's mentioned twice in Bavli. For Omer B'yoichnon, Maidich Siv, the Pasuk says, Shmois Yudalad, and uh, it's Pasuk Chof, Veloikorav Ze'el Ze'kol Halayla, that the two, there was two elements crossing the Yamsuf. There was the Jewish people who were trying to escape from the Egyptian army, and behind them, chasing them, was the Egyptian army trying to get closer and closer to them so that they could kill the Jewish people. And finally, destroy them because they were so angry that they had managed to get out of Egypt. Okay, so you've got these two, two groups of people, the Jewish people, Egyptian army, and they're chasing after each other, but they never managed to get close to each other. But the phrase, Ze'elzeh, is an interesting phrase, because where else do we use it? We use it in Kedusha. Kedusha is the thing that we say in the repetition of the Shemana Esra, and it's, in fact, and we say it elsewhere as well, we say it during the Birkas Krishna, we also say it um, uh, in... Um, in, in, uh, towards the end of Davening, when we say Uvalatzioin, there is this concept that the angels say Kedusha, and we are an echo of the angels who in heaven say Kedusha. And how do we, how do we phrase the fact that they say it? The Korah, Zeh, Elzeh, Ve'oma. They each call out to each other and say, Kadosh, 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 etc. So the phrase Zeh, Elzeh, is reminiscent of the angels. And the Gemara picks up on it. At that particular moment, when the Egyptians were chasing after the Jewish people, but never managed to get to them, the Zelzez in Shamaim wanted to say Shira. They wanted to do the Zelzez act, which is Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Said God to the angels, Is it appropriate for you to say Shira as my people are drowning? Because in a moment they're all going to drown and you're going to be singing Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh in a beautiful way. And you're going to be singing loud and clear. And meanwhile, people are going to be dying. 
That's not appropriate. Now, it's quite different, I think you'll agree, from the bin foil or yivcha al tismach that's brought by the Shibbele Haleket and the Harninu in, um, in the Beis Yosef on the tour. So what's going on here? What exactly is this about? It's fascinating that the Mishnah Bura would bring this to underpin the fact uh, that we don't say the whole of Hallel for the remainder of Pesach after the first day or the first two days. Okay, what's particularly puzzling is that the impression that's given here is that you never say Shira at the downfall of your enemies or when your enemies are dead. That's what, that's what we've been saying, right? Okay, let's look at Gomorrah's in Brochus of Tesomid Beis. It's about David HaMelech, a lot of Gomorrah's in Brochus about David HaMelech, and this one says as follows, Omer of Yehuda Bereid of Shimon ben Pazi. Yehuda, who's the son of Reb Shimon ben Pazi, said as follows, there were 103 chapters of Tehillim that were done, written, constructed, put together, composed by David HaMelech. He never used the word Hallelujah. Okay, until number 104. Why in number 104 did he include the word Hallelujah? Because he saw the downfall of Rishoim. It's very clear. What's hallelujah, by the way? What does it mean? It means he's singing. He is singing and he believes that we have to sing to Hashem. Hallelujah. That's what it means. There's no more Rishoim. There's no more Chatoim. And therefore, Borchi Nafshi Es Hashem. Hallelujah. Unbelievable. David HaMelech waited for the moment when Rishoim Oid Enom, and then he began praising Hashem and saying Shira. It is in direct contradiction to what we've been saying so far. He seemed to have waited for the moment when the Rishoim were completely vanquished, and at that moment he began singing Shira. How do we explain it? How are we to explain this contradiction? The Maharshah doesn't really explain it. He just uses this as proof that it makes no sense. And this is what he says. He says, from this Gemara, we have a fantastic question. It's a knockout blow question. On those Achroinim who quote the Medrash, he says, you're suggesting the reason we don't say Hallel is because the Rishoim were destroyed. And how can we say Shira if Masa Yodai are drowning in the sea? What are you talking about? David HaMelech says the exact opposite. Do you know when he said Shira? Do you know when he began singing the praises of Hashem? At exactly the moment when he saw Mapalos and Shoreshoim, that was when he began. So what are you suggesting? That this isn't a moment to say Hallel. This is the exact moment to say Hallel. The exact moment to say all of Hallel. Gam Beperik based Erechin. And he adds, as it were, insult to injury. He says, we know that in the second Perik of Erechin, the Fudom base that we learned earlier, Amrin on Tamacher, that a completely different reason is given as to why we don't say the whole of Hallel for those last days of Pesach. Because there's no different Karbonus that are brought on those days. 
So what are you adding a reason for? That um, that there is What are you talking about? It's got nothing to do with that. The Gemara is very clear as to why we don't say it. Why is the Beis Yosef muddying the waters? Why is he creating a reason that doesn't even make any sense? The Marsha asks that question. In Sefer Pnini HaPesach, he asks a different question. He says, Im mitzad yodai bayam. He says, if the reason why you can't say Hallel on the last days of Pesach is because the Egyptians were drowning, that's why we can't sing Shira. In Cain, how is it possible that we say Hallel on Hanukkah? What are you talking about? How is it possible to be joyful on um, Hanukkah? How is it possible to sing the whole of Hallel on Hanukkah? What was it about? Antiochus and the Greek army were destroyed. Way! We're all very happy now. And we sing Hallel. How is it possible? We just said, Hashem doesn't want us to sing. How is it possible? In that situation, by the way, he mentions Purim as well. He says on Purim, we're also very happy. It's the happiest day of the Jewish calendar year. How is that possible? They're drowning. They were killed. They're destroyed. They've been obliterated. And you're singing. You're happy. You're joyful. What's going on? And similarly, we can say that in the first day of Pesach, we say Hallel. It's a very good question. He says, how is it possible that we say the whole of Hallel on the first day of Pesach? How is it that the Jewish people were able to exit Mitzrayim? What was the trigger? What caused the exodus to happen? We all know the answer. What was the tenth plague? Oh, the firstborn of Egypt died. Uh, excuse me. What's going on? How is it possible we sing the whole of Hallel on the first day of Pesach? Forget the remaining days of Pesach. The first day of Pesach. It's not an appropriate day. That's the question of the Pnine HaPesach. The Ramah, interestingly enough, the Ramah in Elchus Pesach, he says as follows. You can see it in Simon. Uh, I think it's Tof Ein Gimel. He says as follows: Noigim Lizroik Maat Min Akois Beetzba, Keshemagia Ledom VeEish VeSimrois Oshon, VeKain Keshemazke Hamakois Detzach Adash VeAchav Bichlal UVifrat. He says, you know, we have an interesting minhag at the seder. What do we do? We take a little finger, or this finger, whatever finger your minig is, and we take a drop of wine when we say Detzach Adash VeAchav. Dom, Tzafardea, Kinim, Orev. Why do we do it? We want to remove a little bit of the joy. Because Dom means that all the Egyptians suffered that they didn't have any water to drink for quite some time. Tzafardea means that there were frogs all over town in every house and uh, in every pair of shoes. When they tried to put their shoes on, there were frogs. Uh, that was a very uncomfortable. We, don't want to, we want to be joyful, but we want to take a little joy away. Kinim, lice. Everybody was afflicted with lice and fleas. All right, wild animals running around anywhere. People are terrified, frightened. Elephants, lions, tigers and bears. Ah, then we take a little bit of wine away. We don't want to take such pleasure from the fact that the Egyptians were suffering. So we see that there is this concept 
that we don't want to take pleasure in the suffering of our enemies. But, as you're going to see in a minute, that doesn't mean we don't drink any wine at all. What do we do at the Seder night? We drink four cups of wine. Now, a few drops we take out. But we drink four cups of wine. We have a very lovely time at the Seder. It doesn't mean that just because our enemies suffered that we don't take any pleasure at all. We don't take complete pleasure. I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to tell you an interesting shaila that was asked of Rabbi Yosef in Yabi Oimeh. You can see it in Arachaim. It's uh, it's Tshuva number Mem Aleph, Simon Mem Aleph. The shaila was, do we say Hallel on Yom HaTzma'ut? A political question and a religious question. And I'm sure that the person who asked the question had no agenda whatsoever. But he gives some interesting reasons. He obviously paskins that uh, we shouldn't say Hallel, but he gives a very interesting reasons as to why we don't say Hallel on Yom Atzma'ut, which is the Independence Day for the State of Israel. So he say, quotes this Medrash Harninu, which is in the Shibayla Haleket, this Chazal, that the Beis Yosef brought on the tour about saying a reduced part, a reduced Hallel for the last day of Pesach. What does it say? Why don't we say uh, Hala on the last day of Pesach? Because that's the day the Egyptians drowned, Bayam in the sea. He mustn't be joyful at a time or because of the downfall of your enemies. He says, now, talking about our Shaila, the Shaila of whether or not uh, we should say Hala on Yom Atzmut. He says, you know what, the, the battles, the war of independence that was fought, that resulted in what we call Yom HaTzma'ut, was littered with the bodies of Jewish people, Jewish fighters, and of course non-Jewish fighters. Ah, that's not such a happy moment in, uh, in Jewish history, the fact that so many people died. It's not appropriate for us to say halal. He paskins that that's one of the reasons that he gives that you don't say halal on Yom Atzmut. Ah, you've got a good question. In which case, remember the question of the Pnei HaPesach. He says, if that's the case, how come we say um, halal on Hanukkah? Well, very simple, he says, because we're not saying halal because of the, uh, uh, the victory in battle. We're saying halal because of the Nes Pach Hashemen. It's very focused on the fact that the menorah stayed alight for eight days, and not just for one 24-hour period, but was for a full eight days, even though the uh, amount of oil was only sufficient for one day. So that, that Nes is what prompts, what triggers Hallel, and that's why we say Hallel. It's got nothing to do with the fact that people died. Okay, I mean, I, I'm not going to ask or answer any questions on that. I will mention it later on. It's not the, the best Svara on the planet, I have to tell you, but that that being the case, uh, we'll leave it for the moment and I'll come back to it. Let's look at the Torah Tamima, because the Torah Tamima is quite scathing. He doesn't mention the Mishnah Bura by name, but clearly it's the Mishnah Bura, it's the Chofetz Chaim, who he has in his sights. And the Torah Tamima says as follows, He said, really, we need to delve into this in greater depth. Eich Omru Oz Moshe Yisrael Shira. So what happened after the Yamsuf collapsed on top of the Egyptian army. Oz Yoshir Moshe of the Ne Israel Esashira Hazois. Right? The Jewish people sang 
one of the most profound, one of the most beautiful songs. The lyrics of that song, something we say every single day in davening. Oz Yashem Moisa Shir Azois, Micha Moicha Vailim Hashem, Micha Moicha Neda Bakoidesh. Unbelievable song that they sang. When did they sing it? Uh, uh, one second. They sang it when all the Egyptians died. How is that possible? The Tzorich Ion. We need to work that one out. Doesn't make much sense. Guess what we do on the seventh day of Pesach? We say that Shira as part of the laning. We say the whole of Oz Yashir. How's that possible? How are you saying that Shira? Are you joyful? Right? What's going on? How is it possible that on that very day we're singing? It's not appropriate. The Torah Loimai says, perhaps we can answer, and it seems the only appropriate answer. He says, perhaps we can divide things into two. It's not actually that they died in the day. Do you know when they died? They died in the night. So at night, it wasn't appropriate for, to, to say Shira. It isn't appropriate to say Shira. Ah, this is already the morning. But the next morning, when the sun rises, it's already at a kind of a different period, a different time. Then you can say Shira. Not the best answer. It's the best you can come up with in the circumstances. And we do it in the the he says he's medayik the lashon of the Gemara there because it says at that particular moment in time, right? It says the korab zel zem. We use that to to uh, come up with this idea that it's the malachim and shamayim at the moment when they couldn't draw near to each other. The Egyptians were chasing after the Jewish people, but they couldn't catch up. At that particular moment, they said they wanted to say shira, and God said At that particular moment, it wasn't appropriate to say shira. The next morning, of course, the malachim said shira. They said kodesh, kodesh, kodesh. At that particular moment in time, God didn't allow the malachim to say shira. But later on, because at that particular moment in time, that's when they were drowning. That's not. It's not appropriate while people are dying to say Shira, but once they're dead and the enemy has been vanquished, the there has been victory against those who wanted to kill you, then it's appropriate, it's okay to say Shira. And that's how we're going to explain uh, the Gemara in Tesamud base in Brochus, which talks about David HaMelech and Baruch Nafshi. Kuf Gimel Parshish Omar David Omar Hallelujah. That there were 103 Tehillims that were written, composed by David HaMelech, and he never said the word Hallelujah. Until he saw the destruction of Rishoyim. Oh, what does that mean? That it only after the Rishoyim had already died, that's when he composed it. Not during the moment of their death, but afterwards they're dead, they're buried, they're gone. Now he can compose Barchinafshi, which ends up with the word Hallelujah. And we know that Hallel is like Shira. That's what Hallel is. Hallel is a song that we sing to praise Hashem. And includes, of course, the word Hallelujah many times. And we know that this is um, something that's discussed in Avrei Psochim about uh, the fact that we are obligated to say um, Hallel on the night, the first night of Pesach at Leil HaSeder. We say, we say, we say the 
Hala, why do we say it? It's Shira, that's why we say it. In which case, it's also difficult to understand. How are we singing at this anniversary moment? It's, uh, we are singing about the destruction, the downfall of our enemies. We know that God is particularly makbid about this. He told the Malachim, Malachi Asharis, they're not allowed to sing Shira. But Atim Omrim Shira, he asked them, rhetorically, meaning don't say Shira, now's not the right time. So the answer is that the Shira, first of all, our Shira that we sing is thousands of 3,330 something years later. We're permitted to say Shira, of course we are. But even the Shira that they sang, the Ozyoshi that they sang, was not at that particular moment when they were dying. It was only after they were all dead, gone, buried or drowned, they're under the water and there's no longer a threat from the Egyptians. That's when they sang. That's when Ozyoshe Moshe happened. He says, on the basis of what I've just said, and by the way, everything we've been saying so far, it's very, very difficult to understand. And he has got in his focus clearly the Mishnah Bura, because that was published in, um, at the same time as the Torah Tamimah was publishing. And he says, it makes no sense that we use this um, this idea that's brought down from Harninu in the Shibole Haleket, Shein Goimrim Hahalel Becholamoid, that you don't say the complete Halal and Cholamoid of a Yom Tabachron Shopesach, Mitamasi Yodai Tovim Beyom. What, and, and by the way, it's an adapted Medrash because that's not what exactly what the Medrash says. The Medrash says, Ben Foyle Ayivchal Tismach. The Mishabru brings the Gemara and Sanhedrin, which is about the Malachi Ashore. So, in other words, it's, it's a combination. It somehow brought together these two Chazals and created a new platform for, for the reason why we don't say Halel on the last day of Pesach and Cholomoy Pesach. He says it makes no sense. It makes no sense. We know for sure that Moshe Rabbeinu did say Shirai. sang on the last day of Pesach. And we also say it in shul. We do say shira. It's appropriate to say shira. It's only on that particular night when it happened, as it was happening, that we don't say the shira. That's the moment when you're not allowed to say shira. Afterwards, no problem at all. There seems to be no issue. So he says it makes no sense to use that as the reason as to why we don't complete the halal on Pesach. And we know the Mechilta actually tells us that after the night was over, that the Malochim did say Shira. They sang Kadosh, 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 and Baruch Kavod Hashem Mimkoma. But they did say the Kedusha as we know it um, uh, in Shomayim. In which case, it was only at the particular moment in time, but I saw sure that they asked Kadosh Baruch that he said, don't do it. And besides for this, I actually can't work out why these poiskim, these um, halachic, um, these halachic rabbinic opinions um, um, are, require the medrash harninu letamzeh. He says, why did they need to use the medrash harninu that's bought the shavuot leleka? I can't even understand why they bothered with it. What's the point? Because the Gemara is very clear, as we learned at the beginning. Why is it? Because the Karbonus of Pesach are the same every day. Karbonus of Sukkot are different every day. So 
<coughs> so we have to say a halal, a new halal each day. But on Pesach, we said one halal at the beginning of Pesach, and it covers all the same type of carbon that we bring every day. That's what the Gemara in Erechim says. Why are you muddying the waters with this other information? The only time you say Kaddish, um, Halal Shalem is when there is a, um, a new carbon that's brought, a specific, unique carbon that's brought on that day. He says, and he's very clear, the Torah to me, that says, that is the main reason. Don't give me other reasons. Don't confuse us with, uh, with something that's not relevant to this situation. The reason why we don't say the full Hallel on the days of Cholomoed and the last day of Pesach is simply because the carbon remains the same each and every day. By the way, that's why we don't say Shechayonu on the last day of Yom Tov either, because it's included in the Shechayonu that we said right at the beginning of Pesach. You don't have to say Shechayonu on the last day of Yom Tov of Pesach, because it's part of this one festival, and Hallel, the whole of Hallel at least, counts for that as well. And he adds another question. He says, okay, you know what? You said that the reason is because um, that Masi Yodai Tovim Bayam and Ba'atim Omrim Shira. That's why we that's why we reduce halal. What do you mean reduce halal? You shouldn't say halal at all. That's the that's the, uh, um, the gist of what HaKadosh Baruch is telling the Malachi Asharis. Don't say Shira. But we're not not saying Shira on Cholamite Pesach on the last year of Pesach. We are saying Shira, just we take a little bit away from two of the chapters. What's going on? We shouldn't be saying halal at all if you're suggesting that that's the reason. Doesn't make any sense. Both Halel, Sholem, and what we call Chatsi Halel is Shira. We shouldn't be saying it. The Torah Iyun, he says, in other words, I dismiss that. I've got the reason of the Gemara. I don't need any other reason. Don't throw in a Chazal that's not relevant. It's confusing and it's meaningless and it doesn't make any sense. Okay, there are three reasons that trigger Halel that we know of. First of all, the Jewish people are liberated from danger. Reason number one. Second reason, the destruction of of the Jewish people's enemies. The third reason, miracles which are generated by God's almighty power. That's another reason to say halal. And we see these three explicitly, by the way. They're addressed and expressed in Marid that we say every day. I'm going to read it to you. It's in, in the Bikris Krishma. It says, That's reason number one, that the Jewish people are liberated from danger. Reason number two, that's vanquishing our enemies. That's reason number two. Number three, those are the three reasons we sing Shira to Hashem. Those are the three, um, these are the three reasons why we would say Halal. Now, there's a limitation when it comes to two of those reasons. You can only say Halal if it's not exclusively focused on the destruction of the Jewish people's enemies. That seemed at least the whole of Halal. Why? Because it would violate the concept of bin foil or yivcha al-tismach. And by the way, and this is, I'm going to come back to the Abiy Omer and his svara, at least that svara. By the way, it's a long tshuva. You can go and look it up. But, and this svara that I mentioned earlier as to why we shouldn't say Halal on the Abiy Omer is mistaken to suggest that we wouldn't say or shouldn't say Halal on Yom Atzmaut because Yom Atzmaut is not actually about people dying. It's not about killing the enemies. It was about Israel's independence. Oh, that's a good reason. That's Israel's liberation from danger. That may be an openness. That would be a reason. So 
even though there were people who died, that's, it's not the only reason why we would be saying hello on Yom Atzma'ut. And even fans also celebrating the destruction of enemies, that's fine, as long as it's not the only reason. So I'm just suggesting to you that the Yabiyah Oymas Svara, at least that Svara that he gives in the Tshuva, is not sufficient to prevent us from saying Hallel on Yom Atzmut. Now, when the Jews shed, said the Shira Sayyam, Az Yashem Moisa, Shira Azois, etc., they were not celebrating only the death of the Egyptians. First of all, it took place after the Egyptians were already dead, but they weren't only celebrating that. They were celebrating their redemption and the miracle of the Red Sea. So they had all three reasons. They had reason number one, which is liberation from danger. Reason number two, destruction of enemies. Reason number three, openness sima. That's okay. Similarly, um, the Jewish people's liberation and miracles is why we say Hallel on the first day of Pesach and on Hanukkah. The angels... What was wrong with what the Malachashores wanted to do? Why did um, God halt them and say, don't say Hallel? Because they just wanted to say Shira at that particular moment when the Egyptians were dying. That's why they wanted to say it. So God says to them, He didn't like that. That's not appropriate. That moment, that's not a moment for celebration just for that reason. Now this answers the Maharshal's question. You're not forbidden to praise God when your enemies are vanquished. That's not true. As long as it's done in conjunction with one or both of the other reasons to say Hallel. And David HaMelech was not just saying that he was happy with Mapalos and Shorashoim. That happened to be the first moment when sin was vanquished. The eradication of sin, right? It was Yitamu Chatoim in Haaretz. Urashoim Oideinom. There were two reasons. Ah, oh, that's okay. You can say Hallelujah. The Gemara in Erechim is telling us that our miraculous redemption is commemorated just once on Pesach. That said, full Hallel is just said once. And this is indicated by the identical korban that we have each day. On Sukkot, there's a new simcha, or a renewed simcha, each day, which generates a new need for Hallel on that day, on that each day. In any event, we do say Hallel. On the last days of Pesach, on Cholomoyed, and the last days of Pesach, we just cut it down a bit. It's just a bit of a nod, like we take the wine away from the cup that we drink at the Seder. Just a slight indication that we understand that there was Masayodai Toivim, Atamomim Shira. That's not entirely appropriate. If we're saying Hallel, let's take a drop of wine, as it were, out of the Hallel. So we just remove a few drops. That's why we say Hallel every day of Pesach because there is a reason for celebration, there's no reason not to say it, and the reason we say, if we're going to use the Harninu, which is quoted by the Shibali HaLeket, it's just that we reduce slightly the amount of Halal that we say, but we do say the whole thing. We'll leave it here. Thank you so much. Thank you.